The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 4th of September 2021. I am your host, Bad Billy. Got a great show lined up for you in just a little bit. Uh, you're going to hear a discussion I had with Dan Happel. You've heard him on the show before. Another Red Pill Expo coming up, and uh, we're going to talk about that. In the second hour, I will be joined by Ringside Robert, going to be talking a little boxing. In the third hour, pop culture discussion. Of course, I'm going to be doing that solo, but I'll be giving my opinions on the new season of The Walking Dead. Before I get to any of that, I'm going to cue the first song of the show. This is Bad Tempered Joe and Double Trouble. And I'll be back with the discussion I had with Dan Happel right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. Now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Gonna tell you about a girl. She lives across town Oh, she's one of a kind She's the only one around She's double trouble And she's driving me insane Oh, well, her hands are like hammers Built to destroy Her breath is like a hurricane She's a devil's toy She's double trouble And she's Driving me insane Trouble and she's driving 
bubble and she's driving me insane. Well, she's double trouble. She's driving me insane Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors with cold cock's blend of herbs including green tea hibiscus ginger eucalyptus and more you'll be in herbal heaven cold cock whiskey available at spirit stores and distributors america wide find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com follow cold cock whiskey on facebook twitter and instagram celebrate those special moments with friends raise your glass take your shot you must be 21 or older to drink cold cock whiskey please drink responsibly because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. I think masturbating while stoned should simply be called weed whacking. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source. The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard Double Trouble by German blues artist Bad Temper Joe. All right, we're going to go to Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Dan Happel. 
Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, once again, I am joined by Dan Happel out of Montana, my neighboring state uh, that's uh, been kind of the butt of Biden jokes. <laughs> anyway, Dan, how you doing? Good. Uh, that I, I hope you realize we take that as a, uh, a, a credit uh, when it comes from Biden. Anything that he wants to criticize about us, uh, I take that as a personal uh, personal credit. So, well, it, no, it's a, it's if you look at the map, you know, it always you know how uh, the western side of Montana always looks like the side of someone's head. You see eyes, nose, chin, you know, and they say. Now the joke is uh, Montana looks like it's sniffing Idaho. <laughs> well, um, all I can say is the part that might be doing the sniffing is the part of the state that, uh, frankly, is uh, it's a typical Democrat stronghold. Uh, most of uh, the state, which is in the eastern uh, three-quarters of the state or two-thirds of the state's pretty conservative. So uh, if, if there's somebody sniffing anything, it ought to be uh, Joe Biden that would recognize that, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> yes, yes, you know, it's, of course, uh, we've got our own uh, Democratic stronghold here in Idaho, which is actually one of the a very, very beautiful part of the state in uh, Sun Valley Ketchum area, you know, um, uh, it's where uh, Ernest Hemingway uh, kind of made a name for himself if he wasn't in the Caribbean. And uh, the celebrities, of course, Hollywood celebrities have bought up a lot of property there. And uh, uh, it's also where uh, police officer Nate Sylvester was fired from his job for um, just for his TikTok videos making fun of LeBron James. So... Yeah, we've got our we've got our own stronghold here, and just as Wyoming, the Democrats have taken over one of my favorite parts, and that's Jackson Hole. Yeah, yeah, that's sad, but uh, they do that because uh, they've got all our money, and so they've got the ability to pay all these high prices for everything because they've figured out a way to steal our money. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's interesting too. Is uh, I was just before we started talking, I was watching something and I heard something that uh, was a bit catchy, and uh, that that was um, somebody said, "What I cannot win by stealth, I shall simply destroy." And I, st- I'm started thinking uh, that kind of sounds f- familiar to what's going on right now. Well, it is, and uh, they also are not trying to be stealthy anymore. So, in fact, it's uh, probably easier for them to destroy. And all I can say is that, uh, you know, we're in a bad spot in this country. It's time for Americans to wake up. Uh, You know, you better stand up and be counted, or you're going to end up being just one more victim. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely at that point with uh, uh, this. all these Afghanis coming. You can't tell me these guys are refugees that they're dumping into the country. They're, they're Al-Qaeda, they're the Taliban, they're ISIS. You know, they're, this is a plan for invasion. I mean, the, the term uh, jihadi Joe is not, a, is not really a joke. Right, right. Yeah. No, it isn't. And, uh, in fact, you know, with all the uh, things going on along our southern border, I've got a, a, a friend down there, a lady who uh, is the president of the Women Fighting for America, who is down on the border with a bunch of uh, a collection of people that are trying to stop the human trafficking. And she's got game camera video pictures of uh, people walking across the border dressed in uniform, very Islamic-looking people carrying AK-47s and walking right across the border in broad daylight. Uh, This is the sort of thing that's uh, now going on under the uh, Biden administration that uh, we had pretty much put a stop to. You know... It's a, I've mentioned this before, Dan, and that is um, one of the terrorists from 9-11 actually got into this country through Mexico, and what he did was, um, you know, a Mexican and a Middle Eastern have uh, pretty much identical, uh, identical uh, skin tone, you know, mm-hmm. so, so it's almost the perfect disguise. He learned to speak Spanish. Acquired a phony passport with its with a Spanish name like Raul Rodriguez or something like that. Got into the country just like that, and he and uh, then uh, John B. Wells was saying that uh, many of these uh, at the at the border aren't even Mexicans. They're from different. Right. Majority of them are from different parts of South America. Uh, some of them Asian, and some of uh, a lot of them um, Middle Eastern. Well, there are quite a few of them that are meeting that description, and I, I'm sure you're uh, familiar with uh, what uh, Maduro is doing in Venezuela, and that is they're bringing in Middle Eastern people into uh, uh, Venezuela and getting them uh, set up to be part of the, pa- the caravans that are coming down from uh, uh, all across Central America. And they're bringing in a huge number of Al-Qaeda and other uh, terrorist groups that are, as you say, they're hiding in plain sight. They're just walking in with these uh, crowds of uh, Latin people who are just there to seek asylum. Well, these guys are terrorists. Yeah, it is a huge mess. The, The biggest, I mean, if you thought our election was a mess, you think COVID is a mess. Um, well, I mean, uh, yeah. is it safe to say yeah. the worst is yet to come or is there something after that? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's very definitely the worst is yet to come, but, um, you know, it's just waiting for the next shoe to drop and trying to figure out what that, what that shoe is going to be right now. It could be you know, a total economic meltdown worldwide. They've talked about the Great Reset. Uh, It could be another move on the pandemic to try to get everybody forced vaccinated uh, and then watch a massive die-off 
as a result of everybody being injected with this damn, uh, you know, the spike protein RNA uh, DNA modified so-called vaccine that has all kinds of medical issues with it. Uh, I mean, we just honestly don't know where these people are going to try to move next, but it's pretty obvious. We, we, I did a program earlier in the week. It was called Death by a Thousand Cuts, and that's kind of where we're at. They've got so many things going on from so many different directions that it's uh, seriously having a uh, a real impact on our country. And we are literally bleeding right now from a thousand cuts, and it's time for the American people to wake up. Yeah, it, it most definitely is. And uh, when we say wake up, that doesn't mean woke. You know, it's... it's no. It is. It is time to get. It's time to get past all this racism bullshit, you know, because because that's just a cover up for what that those are. That, it is. It's a yeah. Go on. I, I'm sorry, Billy. It's a slice and dice maneuver to try to uh, separate Americans. We have one of the most uh, incredibly homogenous and diverse cultures in the world, and uh, we historically have accepted people into our country, no matter, and I'm talking, you know, legal people, into our country, irregardless of their nationality, their their religion, uh, their sex. I mean, we, we are a very, very open culture, and yet they have convinced an awful lot of people in our society that uh, we need to be we need to be shutting everybody down. We need to be hating everybody. We need to be fighting with everybody else because everybody's a racist. Everybody's a homophobe. Everybody's uh, a sexist. Everybody is this. Everybody is that until we get to the point where everybody is different and therefore we ought to hate everybody. And that's nonsense. Yeah, complete nonsense, too. Um, but so, some good things are happening, though, at the same time. We do have a few good things happening, and that tells me that not all hope is lost. Uh, for one thing, right. uh, your state, uh, this is what I read, and I, if you could please uh, tell me if this is true, and I certainly hope that it is, that uh, Montana has passed uh, that uh, no business establishment or school or anything like that is to require proof of vaccination for it is a violation of human rights. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, they have uh, they have got that uh, in the uh, in in the statutes now, but it's not it's not been tested in court yet. Uh, they're trying to challenge that. There are several school districts within the state of Montana, including Bos Angeles and uh, some of the other uh, uh, more liberal school districts that are trying to force all their students to uh, uh, wear a face diaper and get vaccinated. And I'm telling you, uh, we got to fight on our hands. Yeah, I don't care if the governor says that it's not necessary. we got to fight on our hands because uh, there are people in our culture that will not accept anything short of total control of everyone in our society. 
And then at the same time, we have Florida. That's uh, also, um, I don't know the full story on this, but from what I understand, if uh, there's a business that's uh, requiring uh, proof of vaccination to work there or to shop there or do whatever, uh, they could be facing up to a $50,000 fine. So... (laughs) Uh, That's every state in the union uh, really needs a governor like they've got in in, uh, Florida. And uh, we've got a pretty good governor. He's fairly conservative, but uh, I'll tell you what, um, we we need not only governors, but we need all elected officials to start showing a little bit of backbone. Our Constitution wasn't written... Uh, to control people. It was written to free people. And frankly, everything that's going on now in our country is designed to put us under a control grid that will monitor and control everything you do from cradle to grave. And uh, that includes forcing you to put something in your body that may very well end up killing you. You know, and I, I almost got in a fight, and I don't mean just an argument. I almost got into a fist fight with someone here in my neighborhood um, because apparently I got too close to him, and he said, oh, did you get the vaccination or get your vaccine? And I'm like, uh, no, and I'm not going to. And uh, he's like, "What? Well, you know, if this is about freedom, well, with freedom comes responsibility. And you're being irresponsible, if especially if you get me sick. And I'm like, I'm not sick. You know, oh, how do you know? How do you know? Whatever. Well, because I because I feel just fine. And if I, I'm, I'm not going to pass anything on to you, you know, this is ridiculous. Well, you know what they're doing, Billy, is they're trying to create a, a dialogue that identifies anybody who has not been vaccinated and then they're going to try to force the idea that if you're if you're not vaccinated, you're uh, dangerous to other members of society. Well, I hate to tell them they better go take a look at Israel. Israel is almost 100% vaccinated. There's very very few exceptions, and right now they are having one of the biggest COVID re um, whatever you call it, re pandemic or plandemic uh, with a new variant. And this has been warned by medical doctors. I saw a a video that was done, oh, heck, I don't know, almost a year ago by a doctor who had won the Nobel Prize on uh, vaccines and on viruses. And he warned, and I All right, so as John B. Wells said, uh, that w- we just had an STD spontaneous tef- technical difficulty, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, we are back. In, and you were talking about a doctor? Uh, well, I was talking about how the, uh, the COVID vaccine, uh, the, the uh, whole process is designed to identify all the people who are unvaccinated and try to demonize those people as being the carriers of the uh, pandemic. And I was talking about a gentleman who was a Nobel laureate, who was a PhD in virology and 
um, in vaccines, and he had talked, he had done a, a, a video warning uh, the world, not just America, but warning the world that if they succumb to this uh, crazy vaccine regimen, that what it would do would be to uh, increase the virility and increase the, um, uh, I guess you'd call it transmittability of the the uh, COVID-19 virus. And it would make it very, very difficult to control because it would develop a, uh, uh, you know, a, a uh, immunity to the vaccines and that it was the worst thing in the world to start a vaccine regimen that early and that it would take years to develop a legitimate vaccine but the problem that it would cause was that it would uh, it, it would make the uh, pandemic go uh, viral and I, I got a feeling that's what's going to start happening with some of these different variants that they're talking about. Well, uh, just moving uh, ahead, too, because, yeah, we're definitely going to get to some of that, too, is, uh, you know, the good other good news is uh, we have another Red Pill Expo coming up in November in uh, the heart of Cajun country, Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, I, I got to tell you, when I was there in South Dakota, you know, it was, it was a great pleasure to meet people like Dr. Shiva, and there was... Uh, Another gentleman uh, I was talking to now, I can't I can't remember his name, and I can't remember the the the, the stuff that he gave me. But it was John talks about it all the time, and I can never remember the name of it. But I know how to mix it, and I take it every day. And this this stuff kills parasites. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, are you talking uh, cardio miracle? No, um, yeah, well, the hot, the, you know, the, okay, the one no, that, I, I'll tell you who you ran into, you, who you met there, uh, was, uh, Bob Sisson, and he was talking about, uh, chlorine dioxide. Yes, yes, you know, you take, he gave, he gave me two bottles, one green mm-hmm. one, one blue one, just put a small drop into a cup of one, then to another, let it change color, of course, it smells heavily of chlorine, it, doesn't taste that great, but I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Number one, I, I'm going to be frank. When I urinate, when I pee, it's there's no color to it, for one. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. color. So that's a very healthy sign right there. Yes. Uh, I'm, yeah. And they've used that, um, they've used that throughout uh, uh, Africa as a cure for malaria and for dengue fever. And in areas that they've actually used it, and that is, a, a, incidentally, uh, a couple of killer diseases, uh, the areas that they've used the chlorine dioxide, and I've talked to a number of different people that are familiar with it and have used it, and uh, I'm telling you, it is all but eradicated malaria and dengue fever from uh, large parts of Africa. Yeah, and of course, um, somebody else said, uh, "Don't take ivermectin because you're stealing from horses." But uh, iver- ivermectin—that's a devastating thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Ivermectin is made from apples, and I—I uh, I don't see a shortage of apples. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and ivermectin, from what I understand, I haven't taken any, 
Now, unfortunately, I did catch that, uh, what, that Kaksaki virus, whatever you call it. And I'm, that's, uh, that is no fun. I mean, it's like, I mean, you get a rash and you itch, but this is a rash that feels, that burns and it feels like you've had a bull whips, uh, lashed across your back. It is not fun at all. And, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, are you, uh, are you talking shingles? Uh, no, no, sh- shingles is, is like, uh, comes from like if those who have uh, chicken pox. No, this was, right. have you talked to John B and his wife had this too? It's called the Kaksaki oh. virus. Yeah. Oh, I'll be darned. I've, uh, I've never heard of it, but thank goodness I've never heard of it. Hopefully uh, I'll never, never see it. It can't, well, Brindy caught it because she was near somebody who was vaccinated and they shed the spike proteins. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, it, and it's, uh, like I said, you know, it's a burning rash. I mean, it doesn't last long if you treat it right with ivermectin. Well, I, d- I didn't have any ivermectin, but I got some Benadryl and stuff and put some lotion on and uh, I was fine the next day, but uh, that I was in complete misery that for the time being that I had it. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there's so much stuff right now that we don't know about, and to put a substance in your body that isn't fully tested. My, I've got a daughter who is a biologist. She's, uh, she's worked as a, uh, a clinical uh, not a director, but as a, a, a clinical um, study director for different um, different products that are tested for uh, their ability to kill viruses and to kill germs and bacteria and all this stuff. And uh, so like she said, there's never been a vaccine ever that was created in six months. Uh, all of them take... 10, 15, 20 years to develop. And even then, they've got to go through an extensive animal testing program. And the vaccine, the uh, uh, COVID stuff, has not had any of that. And when they've started to do a little bit of animal testing, every animal that they use it on dies. So that ought to give you a pretty good idea about how good it is for humans. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Now let me let me ask you this, Dan. Um, you know, I'd, some people think that uh, you know just because uh, you, you and I think of this, uh, what we think of this COVID vaccine, you know, is I'm not taking it, you're not taking it. Oh, we're we're anti-vaxxers, just like the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Amish people, whatever. And it's like, no, that's not the case. There are some vaccines that are absolutely necessary. I've I'm blessed that I have never had the measles. I have never had the mumps. I have never had whooping cough or any of that. Those those are the things I was vaccinated for. Now, um, before you had to start school as a youngster, what did you have to get vaccinated for? Well, it, it wasn't quite as extensive as it was when you, because I'm 71 years old. So basically the only thing that we really had to be uh, vaccinated for at the time was polio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got polio vaccines. And then my mother, being uh, uh, a bit of a hypochondriac, she made sure that I was vaccinated for everything. 
And quite honestly, I don't think it did me a whole lot of good. I, because it seemed like I had a cold about every other week. Um, I quit taking vaccines after I was in the service. And uh, frankly, it's the best thing I ever did because um, when I quit taking vaccines, I quit getting sick. And isn't that amazing? But that's me, you know. I'm not going to tell people what they decide they want to put in their body, but I can tell you one thing. um, I'm not going to put anything untested in my body. And these COVID vaccines, you know, they came out, what, a week week and a half ago and said the FDA had fully approved it. That's complete and absolute fabrication and lie. The FDA... FDA did absolutely nothing of the kind. They added an additional time frame to the temporary emergency um, vaccine mandate that uh, was created by the uh, CDC. And uh, they did not approve it. And they've had several officials at the uh, FDA actually resign in protest because now the news media and all these other people are uh, saying that, oh, yeah, it's been completely approved by the FDA, and that just isn't true. You know, another thing, too, is, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had chicken pox. I've had chicken pox. I was, mm-hmm. I was two years old when I had it, and I, I can't remember a damn thing. Uh, what I understand, you're just itchy, and, you know, I, I don't know how it is. Like I said, I was just too damn young to remember that. Um, but now there's a vaccine for chicken pox. My daughter has never had it, but something doesn't seem right about this whole, yeah. this whole thing. Cause chicken pox really isn't a big deal. Just stay at home and, and let it pass. Well, that's kind of it. And I had chicken pox when I was, um, I don't know, I'm going to say I was five or six. I remember it pretty well. And yeah, you know, I was itchy and, I got these little sores that uh, my mom told me, you know, don't don't pick at them, don't scratch them, and you know, sometimes I did practically went wild trying to figure out a way not to scratch something that itches, you know, especially when you're five or six years old. But um, in any case, uh, I survived just fine, and uh, our natural immunities, our body is designed to develop natural immunities. It's part of the growing process. We need, uh, you know, little kids need to go out and play in the dirt and and uh, be little kids and not get into this crap where, you know, you wash your hands every second and all the stuff that they've tried to promote. This is all stuff that will make you more sickly and more susceptible to disease because, in fact, it, it kills your natural immunities. And um, that's what's going on right now with the COVID thing. If, if we were allowed to develop the herd immunity that it would have developed if we hadn't gotten into this crazy vaccine regimen and all the lockdowns and all this stuff, we'd be way further ahead today than we are right now. And we probably wouldn't have all these variants and all these uh, these different uh, derivatives of the uh, COVID that are starting to transmute as a result of all this vaccination. Dan, I've been saying this uh, from day one. Um, you know, 
I mean, I, I'll admit these, this whole uh, pandemic thing had me freaked out at first until I started seeing what was really going on. But the fact of the matter is sickness and death are two imminent things that are going to happen. And uh-huh. we're everybody, it's a part of life. You're going to get sick. You're going to get a cold. You're going to get a flu. You're, you know, and I'm going to say this, get your vaccine if you want, but you're going to get COVID and you, you're going to have to cross that bridge when you get to it. I had COVID. Right. So No, you're right, Billy. And, and the thing is, we also need to realize that, uh, what they're putting in these these vaccines, um, take a look at it. You know, the RNA spike protein thing. There are studies that indicate that it uh, it creates massive blood clotting at the capillary and smaller vein level that may take a year or two to materialize into a major problem, but in fact is going to create uh, enormous amount of blood clotting and and um, a heart failure. This is this is um, actually been proven in biological studies by independent doctors who are isolating these. Uh, you know these these. Uh, I, I guess you'd have to call them antibodies, but they're not really uh, that are in these spike proteins that are causing this problem. And and then uh, on top of that, you take a look at the. The own CDC records, which they say is anywhere from only a reporting of 1 in 5 to maybe 1 in 50 of the actual circumstances, the actual deaths, and already they've recorded uh, over 10,000 deaths that are directly attributable to the COVID vaccines. So that being the case, why in the world would somebody want to put this into your body without a little bit more testing and evidence that it's not going to be a problem. And they haven't, and they don't, and so that tells me there's a reason they're pushing this so hard, and I can tell you what I think if you want to hear it. <laughs> well, you know what, Dan, my... uh I've been I've been pretty much anti-vaccination on um, on uh, most of this stuff for a long time. I've never gotten a flu shot, and that's be- the the reason being is because everybody around me gets the flu shot and they end up worse off than if they were have have to have yep. the flu. And I'm saying, oh, the hell with that! I just rather have the flu. I'm going to get sick one way or another. Right, and you're going to end up. Uh developing an immunity to the next variety that comes around. And you know something, Billy, that do you know what percentage of flu vaccines are actually effective? It's only somewhere around 12 to 15 percent. And they openly admit that. And the reason is, is by the time they create this vaccine, that variant is already ended and you're into a whole new variety and these vaccines are totally ineffective against the new variety. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, something I'm going to bring up to your uh, to your listeners, Billy, and this is something that's really important for people to understand. Uh-huh. Under our laws in the United States, pharmaceutical drugs 
if, in fact, they create death or um, medical issues of any kind, the pharmaceutical companies can be sued. And it has acted as a deterrent to a whole bunch of different pharmaceuticals that turned out to be not very good and ended up being more dangerous than they were effective against disease. And so they were taken off the market immediately. And the companies, in certain instances, face some pretty horrific lawsuits. Well, with vaccines, they have zero, and I repeat that, zero capability of being sued under a law that was passed in 1986, and it was during the uh, Reagan administration, that made vaccines (laughs) totally immune from lawsuit. So if a, a vaccine is proven to be wrong, the only place they can go is they can sue the U.S. government, and U.S. government has paid out billions, taxpayer dollars incidentally, uh, on uh, lawsuits that should have been directed to vaccine companies, but they were immune. Hmm. It's, that's just incredible right there. You know, yeah, what- it's incredible. And then not only that, but guess who's the number one uh, uh, contributor to political campaigns in this country? Pharmaceutical companies that are creating these damn vaccines. You know, and it's not just the vaccines, too, Dan. There are things that uh, I think need to be taken out of uh, medical co- uh, completely. Um, like, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I could care less about medical marijuana. You know, in fact, I'm I'm a more of a proponent of, uh, of cannabis anymore because I, especially what I'm seeing the uh, – the, um, uh, now I, I, my mind keeps on slipping me today, uh, but uh, you know the uh, the ca- the cannabis products that they're using for medicinal purposes that are oh yeah uh, sure sure yeah. uh huh yeah, yeah absolutely the uh, I know what you're talking about I'm not a um, you know a big uh, a big user of this kind of stuff but you're talking about the the uh, stuff that's produced from hemp. Yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with uh, uh, marijuana, but in fact, it's uh, it's used for uh, yeah. uh, arthritis and different things like that. And uh, I, I agree. I mean, I I'm okay with that. And quite honestly, I'm kind of a libertarian. I'm okay with uh, marijuana as long as, and I'm not a user. I have to tell you, uh, I am absolutely uh-huh. not, and never have been. But I don't think government ought to be involved in social behavior, and that's exactly what a lot of these laws are all about. But I will say that society ought to have the ability to control what they want within their their own particular culture, and that's what we ought to promote is uh, freedom in in uh, civil society to say just say no. And it was CBD that I was referring to. I cannot believe yeah. I let that slip my mind. You know, but what needs to be taken out besides these stupid vaccines? Um, I I saw my neighbor. I saw his face after after a uh, a an overdose of uh, fentanyl and and oh. o- oxycontins. 
I mean, I was called. I was called over because they said he might be dead. I'm, so I'm going to go over and check his pulse. I see the position he's laid in. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to look at his face before I even touch him. And sure enough, uh, he's blue. His eyes are wide open. Appears lifeless. Oh, he's gone. He, you know, and it, it's an image I wish I didn't see, and I'll never get it out of my head now. But you know, oxycodons, fentanyl, and all that crap that needs to be taken out. This is also. You, you know, a, this is contributing to destroying our society, uh, especially, you know, I mean, heroin has always been illegal, and but uh, now they found a way to sugarcoat it with Oxycontins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I have to tell you, the, um, the uh, psychogenic or psycho, uh, um, trying to think of the right term, uh, but anyway, the uh, the drugs to uh, so-called treat psychosis um, that are out there on the market right now, they have done a lot more damage than good in the fact that so many of them, uh, psychotropic, that's the term I was looking for, psychotropic drugs uh, have created more problems than they've solved, and now a very significant number of uh the young people in our schools are on psychotropic drugs before they're, you know, 10 or 15 years old. This is insanity, what we're doing to our culture. Yeah, I mean, they put me on Ritalin for ADHD, and what's Ritalin? That's that's just uh, basically a cleaner form of methamphetamines. In fact, the scientific name for Ritalin is methamphetamine. So, uh, the tell, uh, oh, man, please. They, kids, yeah. kids don't need this stuff. Come on. <laughs> no, they don't. And, and I've, I've got a friend uh, that you've probably heard of by the name of Ann Blake Tracy. Uh, she's been on my, uh, on my podcast any number of times talking about psychotropic drugs. And she has done the studies that are necessary. She's testified before Congress um, she's done the studies that are necessary and has proven, and Sheriff Mack will back this up, uh, that the every one of the shooters in these school shootings, every single one of those kids were, were on psychotropic drugs, including the ones that were out of school but went back to the school uh, after they'd graduated and, and were part of this. They were all on psychotropic drugs, and that is the explanation for some of the crazy stuff they're doing. That's unbelievable. Yes. Uh, but we yeah. we only have about, uh, oh, just roughly about seven minutes left. And I want to use that time because we've, we've had a good conversation and this just flies by when we're talking. But uh, let's talk about, uh, while we can, the uh, upcoming uh Red Pill in Louisiana. Now, I can't say I'm going to be there. I don't know that's up in the air, but I'm going to help promote it from wherever I'm at. Well, Billy, I appreciate that. And uh, I have to tell you, it's going to be a, a really, really fun and I think an extremely well-attended event. I've, I've been on the phone all day. Uh, there are so many people down in the Louisiana area that are excited about this. Uh, I think we're going to have a, a full house for this program, and uh, I'm I'm excited. And 
all the Cajun people that I've talked to, man, you talk about a people that uh, a group of people that are red pilled. They're it. They are there and they're ready to go. So I'm looking forward to the whole event. Is there something in the shrimp? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's in the uh, uh, crawfish. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, no, we were talking about that today. They, uh, the crawfish are the big deal down there in Cajun country. And when we were kids, we uh, we used to get crawdads up here on the river, and and you could cook them, and they were just like little lobsters, you know. Oh yeah, uh, that's how I. Anyway, them. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be fun, and we're going to have a great program. Yeah. Um, so I was looking a bit at the agenda. I think you got Doctor Shiva coming back. We're uh, we're working on our agenda right now uh, on our group of speakers, uh, and uh, we're trying to get Doctor Shiva back, and I believe he'll be there. Uh, we know for sure now. We're we're confirming our speakers, and I'm going to be talking with John B. and uh, Brandy about the uh, uh, possibility of them being there. But um, uh, we've got uh, Juliet Engel, who is a uh, she is was the uh, director of a radiology program in uh, in the state of Washington. She is world famous as a uh, someone who has invented some of the technology that's gone into radiology. Uh, things like uh, uh, the uh, um, you know the I don't know what they call it the mapping of. Uh, babies uh, in the womb and figuring out everything about them. Uh, she's been involved in that stuff her whole life. But this is the kicker. She was raised in a CIA family and was forced into a program when she was six years old called uh, MK Ultra, and it was also called Sex Magic, where all these little kids, all these little girls and little boys were forced into having sex with adults. Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, this is a, you can't make this stuff up. This is just absolutely frightening. She wrote a book uh, called Sparky, and it talks about her whole experience as a child. Well, anyway, she escaped the program, escaped a CIA handler when she was 17 years old, and ended up putting herself basically through uh, the university system because she was such an incredibly bright woman. She got scholarship after scholarship, put herself through medical school and through her undergraduate school, became famous as a radiologist, and then went on to uh, be the largest single uh, human human trafficking um, um, agent, I guess, in the Soviet Union uh, right after the fall of the Iron Curtain. She saved literally thousands of kids from human trafficking in the Soviet Union. And uh, this is, uh, she's going to be one of our speakers talking about these programs. Um, we're going to have Dell Bigtree. He's uh, confirmed that he's coming back. Um, of course, everybody knows who Dell Bigtree is from his movie Vaxxed. And all of the programs that he did as the uh, uh, producer and director of the television series *The Doctors*. Um, we've also got David Martin. Uh, he is a PhD, and uh, 
developer of uh, advanced computer systems, but he is uh, going to be talking about the 170-some patents that were applied for and gotten between 2003 and 2019, and guess what? They all had something to do with the COVID virus and a potential vaccine. You can't get a patent on anything that's naturally occurring, so what should that tell us? This pandemic is something that's man-caused, man-created, and the pharmaceutical companies are making a fortune off of the vaccines. That's what he's going to be talking about. Oh, yeah, um, most definitely. I mean, isn't that incredible? When you start hearing uh, some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, it just blows you away. Um, anyway, we're going to be uh, we're putting together our our, uh, our final list right now, but we've got some really amazing spe- speakers that are lined up. Uh, we're going to have uh, Mickey Willis, I believe, is going to be coming back and doing his Plandemic uh, Two movie as well as a new production that he's been involved in. Um, we're going to be. Uh, looking at uh, a new person that uh, I met here not long ago. She was a guest on my program uh, by the name of Christy Hutcherson, who is uh, leading a group called Women Fighting for America. And she's been down on the border for the last four months fighting a battle against all the human and drug trafficking that's coming across the border under China Joe Biden and the Biden administration. She has videos and pictures of uh, rape trees where they literally tie women to these trees and rape them and children. Uh, these drug traffickers, these coyotes are doing that and uh, then uh, sending them into the human trafficking cycles within the United States. Um, they I have video pictures of people that were shot and raped and killed along the border, and um, the fentanyl that's pouring across our border right now is unbelievable, Billy. I mean, there are literally um, uh, thousands of pounds of something that is so deadly that in one in one catch alone. They uh, they actually you know found enough fentanyl to kill something like 40 million Americans if if they were given an average dose of it. Um, this is stuff that's going on right now, and these are the kind of speakers we're going to be bringing to the Red Pill Expo. Of course, we're going to have G. Edward Griffin. Uh, I'm going to be speaking at the event as well. We're going to have uh, Alex Newman. Uh, we're working with Dr. Shiva now to come back to do another red pill. Uh, we are talking with uh, Dr. Peter Pry, uh, who is a world-class physicist who uh, is worked with Congress, worked all over on the idea of the electromagnetic pulse weapons and natural phenomenon that could destroy the American electrical grid and put us into the Stone Age 
for years if we don't start dealing with that. Um, we're, I tell you, we're working with a tremendous amount of uh, really quality people here. Uh, I think we're going to have David Ike back from uh, England. He's going to be uh, joining us. It may end up being uh, a video uh, conference, but it will be live, and he'll be answering uh, Q&A, so we're working on that right now as well. Um, we've got a, a, a phenomenal group of people, and I, I have to tell you, uh, Billy, our problem is not getting speakers. Our problem is figuring out which ones we can use uh, on the program because we get so many that want to be on that we have to turn quite a few away. Yeah. Well, when I used to box and they had the event there, I remember uh, the promoter said the problem ha- we have right now is we got more fighters than we have fights. So it sounds like very familiar to me. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of the way it is, really. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, But isn't that a wonderful thing to have? Absolutely. Um, hey, we're, we're at a point now where the Patriots are starting to come out of the woodwork and they're not afraid to have the American people hear them. And this is a great opportunity because not only can you go to the event and see this event live, you can join us on live stream, and uh, for uh, $35, you can join us on live stream and watch the entire event, and not only that, but you can go back if you have to, uh, you know, take a break or do some other things. You can go back and watch that event for an entire month after the event is over on the live stream recordings. Yes, so, uh, what's the uh, website? Where can people purchase tickets? Where, what's the website again? It is Red Pill Expo, all one word. dot org. All right, Red Pill Expo. dot org, and we can also you can find out a little bit more about Red Pill University at Red Pill University. dot org. Yes. So that's November 6th and 7th at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. Dan, I hate to say it, but uh, we are out of time. Got to hit the music set coming up here. But, uh, hey, I really appreciate your time here. It's been a great conversation, uh, as we always do when you make your appearance. Well, Billy, I thank you for uh, for having me on. I look forward to the next time, and I'm I, I'm always... At your disposal, you're a great host, and you do a great program, and I look forward to working with you and John B. on future programs. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, and you take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And there you have the discussion I had with Dan Happel. Yes, looking forward to the next Red Pill. Uh, Whether or not I'm going to be there, I am happy to promote it. Time to go to our next music set. Coming up, we have a new song by Tom McDonald. They'll be followed by the Jeff Carlson Band, Mary Magdalene, Sweet Tea Trio, and another new one by New Breed and Jesse Howard. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Mm-hmm. 
I love the earth, but I don't really want to save it. Everything is sexist, homophobic, or it's racist. When life gives us lemons, we're supposed to want to change it. But my generation rather take some pills than escape it. Say that I'm transphobic if you wanna, but one day I'll be a father. And I really hope my son don't grow up to be my daughter. I ain't trying to hurt your feelings. Skin should be a little thicker. That's the problem. Being honest, got them triggered. The kids are getting weaker because they're sheltered by society. Pumpkin spice Ativan for seasonal anxiety. Wokeness has become a way to bully non-violently and cancel everyone without improving on the life we live. Without the white, there's no black. Without the straight, there's no gay. Without the men, there's no women. Without the night, there's no day. Without the idiots, we couldn't laugh at them when they fall. So maybe we need them after all. Ain't nobody dumber than y'all. Ain't nobody dumber than y'all. Guess you love to be wrong. You don't have the touch of the ball. Dum 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 dum. I love the earth, but I don't really wanna save it. Everyone's obsessed with making stupid people famous. If a white boy raps, then it's called appropriation. But Beyonce has a hair blonde, and people say she slayed it. Everybody's outraged, everybody's mad. Our solutions to the issues don't make no sense. If stairs are the problem, we build wheelchair ramps. We don't cancel feet or persecute the people with legs. The feminists who started the movement would be ashamed of so many things. They fought so you can vote, I show your butthole on OnlyFans. I'm not a bad person, cause you don't like what I say. Call me homophobic just because I think straight. I love people even though we disagree. I wish we could get Wi Fi signals from a tree then everyone would plant him and we probably save the planet for free too bad we only need him to breathe that's true uh, ain't nobody dumber than y'all ain't nobody dumber than y'all hey, yo. you love to be wrong you don't have the touch of the balls hey, yo. dum 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 diddy dum 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 I love the earth, but I don't really want to save it Classifying people by their sex and race degrades them But we still say straight white males are the worst of our population Guess the labels are okay if they're Caucasian Our kids are living in their rooms, I swear we barely ever see them Go outside sometime, there's fresh air you could be breathing Put your phones down, play sports, do something illegal Go and meet your families, they're probably nice people These days you're a Nazi if you don't hate the police They say that white folks think all Asian people are Chinese I'm sorry, what kind of white people you mean? English, Scottish, German, Swedish, or Greek? And black lives? Lives Matter was problematic. It excludes anyone without the pigment. It's automatic. I understand all the reasons it happened, but including all humans is the actual answer. <laughs> oh, no. Ain't nobody dumber than y'all. Ain't nobody dumber than y'all. Hey, yo. you love to be wrong. You don't have the touch of the balls. Hey, dum, 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 are you still stuck on 4G? Wiz Wireless is the only network offering incredible 9G technology. Yes, that's the ninth generation featuring the new drone. It's significantly better than the iFruit phone. How do we know that? Because we blatantly ripped off their design and improved a couple of irrelevant features. 9G. Discover your future. You can't be the best if you aren't doing eight things at once on a tiny screen. The drone from Wiz Wireless. Together we're making your life nine times better. That's the promise of the ninth generation. Standing in the rain with his head hung low. 
in the street of the bed Town number one in the ambulance bed Back to the asylum, sit in my silence and buddy, give me mess So that you can give me more, can you give me that shit that love my soul? Can you give me that shit, make me lose control to fill this void, to fill this hole? Pain is a pleasure, it's an MB and D, D, O, C, D, mix it up with BCB and put it all together and that be me, another casualty Your tragedy!
don't come from a city. And we don't burn shit down. And we come from the country. And me and my people are country proud. Country proud. We was raised in the country and we stayed in the country, self made in the country. We was raised in the country and we stayed in the country, self made in the country. We was raised in the country and we stayed in the country, self made in the country. Me and my people are country proud. We're country proud. Muddy water river bank on the bayou. Louisiana on a Saturday night Tennessee whiskey bottle, I'ma find you And we gon' have us a hell of a time I ten and I'm riding with my people Free bird, we were born to ride AC really rolling home on that diesel Underneath that American sky See they ride by and they wave Cause they know us, this our home This is where we come from Where the hell we belong From them backwoods and them sticks All my people are country strong And if you don't like it here You can take your ass on But please don't take it wrong Cause I know just what you think You probably think we discriminating Probably think these boys are racist But that's what they want you to think As they trying to separate us Yes, it's true, just watch the news It's on every fucking station But it's one blood under one guy The same guy that Made us in this one love for mankind It's time to turn them pages for it's too late In due time we lose this great nation Like ashes to ashes And only God can save us So when I'm talking about my people I'm talking all people included I'm talking every race and every age Every household in them boonies Every convict, every preacher, man Every dropout and student Every soldier that ever served You deserve to be saluted Come on We don't come from a city And we don't burn shit down. And we come from the country. And me and my people are country proud. Country proud. We was raised in the country and we stayed in the country, self made in the country proud. We was raised in the country and we stayed in the country, self made in the country trees and destroy the land but me and mine we was raised up and live here bless the song they don't understand and granddaddy put in work to the sundown skyscrapers wasn't part of the plan lord knows look at what the hell they done now just pocket change for a businessman this the place that i grew up born and raised out in them sticks and every day some shit changed they knocking down another fish and i ain't really trying to bitch but these country roads are part of me that fish and hold my rock wrist they turned that to a dollar tree i guess these hard times got us selling all our property that water hole run dry they call it boosting the economy so excuse me if i'm fed up but the truth is we ought to be this bullshit pandemic got us living in some poverty so 
part of me, but I'm real with it Don't like that, you better deal with it This bullshit better end soon, cause my kids ain't gonna live in it This right here's America, that red, white, and blue And if you don't love this country, then it's time for you to move All my people in the woods, they see my point of view And we don't give a damn about what you think and fuck your feelings too You ain't never gonna stop us, you can watch us, we prevail We got a message for you haters, what? Tell them to go to hell, come on We don't come from a city And we don't burn shit down And we come from the country And me and my people are country proud Country proud We was raised in the country and we stayed no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train 
What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit. Fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And Neutronics IGF-1, making men men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard a brand new one from New Breed and Jesse Howard, Country Pride is the name of the song, for that sweet tea trio with Wake Up. Before that, Mary Magdalene with Pull the Trigger Slow. Before that, the Jeff Carlson Band with the 
their fantastic cover of the Foreigner Classic Jukebox Hero. And starting off the whole set was Tom McDonald with his brand new single, Dummies. In just a little bit, uh, I'll cue the uh, conversation I had with Ringside Robert and talk a little boxing that's uh, been recently happening. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Jane Woodcock, who is the head of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. So she's going to approve a vaccine that is proven to be dangerous and yeah, the, the, take the COVID vaccine, but do not take ivermectin because it is meant for horses and cows. It's a parasite control, and it, uh, it is meant for mammals. So it's, there's something there, and it's proven that ivermectin works. You dumb fucking bitch. And the vaccine is actually more dangerous. But then again, you're a part of the narrative. You're going to go along with this and make a lot of money just right along with uh, Big Pharma and this very corrupt, very corrupt administration we have in the White House. You dumb fucking bitch. Get, get the fuck out of here. All right. So enough on that. It is time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion with special guest, Ringside Robert. Boxing! It'll be scored as a knockout! It's all over! We've got a brand new heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson! Kickboxing! Martial arts. Professional wrestling. And apparently, Hell in a Cell match is officially underway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. Knuckle up and throw down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion, it's uh, been a little while since I had one of these discussions. Of course, I am joined by the one and only Ringside Robert. What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. It's It's been a crazy day, but it's all good, and I love talking combat. That's why they call me Ringside Robert. So, yes, indeed. What do you have in store this evening there, Billy? Well... Yeah, since uh, I couldn't have a show last week, um, of course, I, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit uh, about uh, Manny Pacquiao, of course, and then we got that other uh, shit so show circus to talk about, too, and we'll get to that in a little while. But uh, Manny Pacquiao, first off, I can't remember the name of the guy he just recently fought. Uh, his name is Jordanis Ugas. He's from uh, Cuba. He's a Cuban defector. He defected a number of years ago over here. He lives in Miami. 
Um, he's got a record now of 27 and four. Or, yeah, yeah, 27 and four with 12 knockouts, and he fights the typical Cuban style of, of boxing, where a, a lot of the Cubans dance around the ring and they're good defensive fighters. But also, since Ugas has been in the United States for a while, uh, he's also learned to fight the U.S. way of fighting with his incredible defense. And uh, he basically gave Manny Pacquiao fits because, remember, uh, this fight was made on 10 days' notice because of the severe injury that Earl Spence suffered in in training. Uh, So, uh, And Manny Pacquiao said after the fight, he said, I needed a full eight weeks to prepare for this because when you fight a Cuban, it's a completely different style than what Earl Spence had to offer. And he said, had I had a full training camp, I may have lost, but it might have been more competitive because he said Cubans are very difficult to deal with and you cannot take them on last-minute notice. So let's backtrack a little bit. So um, that's what I wanted to touch at, too, is... You know, because I've been impressed with Earl Spence ever since I first saw him, and I, uh, you know, when he when he defeated uh, Donnie Van Heerden, and I, I saw some of his other fights, and I, I knew the kid is an a promising upcoming prospect too. But uh, yeah, he uh, had it was a torn retina, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, it's a torn retina, and he defeated Chris Van Heerden, not Donnie. Or, or Chris, uh, was, yes, Chris. I'm it sorry. was Chris that he. Uh, Beat. Uh, yeah, it's a torn retina, and that's going to take quite a while to recover from. Manny did say that if Earl uh, recovers before next May, uh, he's willing to fight him because, see, Manny Pacquiao is planning on running for uh, president of the Philippines, and if he runs and wins, of course, he will become the president of the Philippines, and under the Filipino Constitution, uh, you're not allowed to hit the sitting president. Uh, if you do, uh, you could get killed, or or the president could uh, could uh, you know send you to president uh, prison for life and that kind of thing. And he he Manny said he covered this before the fight even started. He said I would like to continue fighting, but he said if I win the presidency uh, under the Filipino Constitution, I would not be allowed. So uh, he told Earl Spence. If you can get healed before the election next May, I will give you the fight that I owe you. But he said, uh, uh, if you cannot get healed before next May, then uh, we will, uh, you'll never have the chance to fight me, just because of the way the Constitution in the Philippines works. Well, also, you know, I, I looked at the, the matchup, too, and, uh, you know, I can't take much away from Pacquiao except, uh, you know, a th- I want to ask, he, he's 42 years old. Um, in this fight, did it look like Father Time is starting to catch up with him, or or was it well, ju- yeah, just Well, yes, the- it did, just because of the style of his opponent. Now, had he fought a conventional style, uh, you know, born here in the U.S., Earl Spence, I think it would have been more competitive. I think Spence would have won, because I think Spence is that good, but... Uh, your Dennis Ugas, uh, he just presented a completely different style. That Man- Manny Pacquiao had never fought a Cuban fighter in his career, so he 
he was unprepared for what he had to deal with, considering he only had 10 days' notice. Uh, and he basically told everybody after the fight, uh, if, you're, if you're 147 pounds and you fight this guy, you better have a full training camp and you better understand what you're getting in the ring with. He, said, he was very impressed with the way Ugas fought. So, um, unfortunately, I did not get to see the fight, uh, but, uh, you know, what, did uh, Pacquiao, did he look hurt? Did he get knocked down? Uh, what, anything? No, there was, there was no knockdowns, and he wasn't severely hurt. It's just Ugas is an incredible defensive fighter, and Manny Pacquiao missed a lot of punches because Ugas is a very good defensive fighter. Uh, so, it, you know... He, he looked like he was 42 years old uh, because he was in against a defensive master. And Ugas is 35 years old himself. So, you know, Cubans, uh, they fight for quite a while. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and even though Ugas is 35, he's going to be around a while because he's going to give everybody fits in a 147-pound weight class. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, he's... Uh, obviously, you beat Manny Pacquiao, you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Now, has there been any statement uh, from uh, Earl Spence uh, following this fight? Uh, no, uh, because Earl had to go have immediate surgery, so he's focused on on, fu on fully recovering. Uh, uh, he, uh, the only statement he gave is he congratulated Ugas, and he... Uh, he said he wished it was him in the ring instead of, uh, instead of uh, Ugas because that's what he wanted. It would have been his biggest payday. And he said he's going to do his best to get recovered, and hopefully the doctors will give him medical clearance so they can fight early next year. But if, if he cannot, then Manny Pacquiao said his career would be over. Yes, yes. And... Also, too, you know, we look at uh, look at Earl Spence and take a moment to talk about him. Like, a, like I said, you know, I looked at him the same way I looked at uh, Johnny Bones Jones in the UFC when I first saw Johnny Bones Jones and he uh, when he fought Stephen Bonner. I mean, obviously he couldn't finish Stephen Bonner, but uh, he won a very very impressive decision. And I said, this kid is going to be a force to reckon with in the light heavyweight division. And sure enough, a year and a half later. He becomes he becomes the champion, but then uh, after he wins the championship and he, he wins a few fights, of course, there's questions that whether or not he could take a punch. Well, uh, it, uh, Leo Machida proved that uh, you know, yeah, he was the first one to actually land a decent punch to show that he could take it, you know. And then he was in a in that uh, dog fight with uh, with uh, Gustafson, but then uh, after that, you know. Uh, Bones's career, uh, even though he hasn't officially lost, I mean, just that one disqualification against uh, Matt Hamill. Uh, other than that, though, you know, he's always been impressive when he steps in, into the into the UFC octagon. But his his troubles, you know, he is he's so much like the Mike Tyson story, young and uh, be, getting paid a lot of money and getting himself in a lot of trouble too, and. Uh, Earl Spence, I know he had that horrible car wreck, but uh, uh, as far as I can tell, he still got his head pretty pretty much screwed on straight, from what I understand. And uh, we're not gonna hopefully we're not gonna see something like this happen with him. Well, Billy, uh, and it's been underreported, but I also think Earl has a major drinking problem because when he's not fighting, he'll show up at fights, and uh, 
you can tell that he's always had a few too many to drink. So I believe that if there's an alcohol problem there that eventually needs to be taken care of, and hopefully, since he's going to be out of the ring for quite a while, hopefully he can take this time to possibly go into rehab and, and get totally straightened out because I do believe, even though nobody's officially said, but I do believe that there's some kind of drinking issue there, and I think that's what caused his... Uh, uh, car accident that he has survived. And the doctors even said the retina tear was not caused from fighting. It was caused from the car accident. So th- this is all going back to that car accident that he had too. So it, yes. it's interesting you bring this up because, um, you know, I didn't think that Earl Spence would be in this position to, like, uh, Mike Tyson or Johnny bones Jones, but, uh, you know, the, uh, obviously alcohol is a problem. I, I, you know, and I, I think, uh, Mike Tyson had a, he had a little bit of problem with drugs. I, I know Johnny Bones Jones came up positive for cocaine. He, he had a DUI uh, and, and he fled the scene, you know, as far, I mean, Dana White should have fired his ass a long time ago, but I, you know, not only that too, he, he's just not, he can, he, he doesn't fight. To he just when he when he fights anymore, it's it's just nothing impressive like it used to be. He used to be exciting. Now right now you know he's he just keeps people away with that really long reach of his, which is obviously effective, you know. But he he's it's like he's not the same fighter, even though he can win. Um, there are people that are sick of him, and and uh, you know his brushes with the law certainly don't help. He got Earl yeah. Earl Spence, who's uh, obviously, you know, a very very impressive young prospect. But uh, you know, this if he's partying like that, that could only mean uh, that that could be really really hurt his career. Uh, yeah, well, this eye injury may may end his career if it's not healed properly. Because basically, if you remember, Sugar Ray Leonard suffered a torn retina, and he was out of the ring for at least three years. And when he came back, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard was never the same. And as far as the alcohol thing, everybody knows that he drinks, but uh, he has not been involved in any serious legal trouble. The only thing that, that he's been involved with is the major car accident where he lost a Ferrari. And he was lucky that there was no major injuries that came out of this, uh, except now the doctors are saying that uh, you know the eye injury was caused. Uh, from the accident, so we'll wait and see uh, what his future holds. But his career, if he does not heal properly, could possibly be over, and that would be a shame because Earl Spence has a bright future in boxing and especially at the welterweight division, and he holds two of the titles. So, um, you know, the the title that uh, Pacquiao and Ugas fought for, Pacquiao originally had but they gave it to Ugas because Pacquiao hadn't fought in two years. Um, but now he, Manny even said that Ugas is going to hang on to that title, and a lot of people in one at the 147 weight class, including Earl Spence, is going to have difficulty taking it away from him. Now, um, say that uh, Earl Spence does fully recover, and uh, there's already been talks of... Uh, Earl Spence Ugas match. Um, yes. Um, and 
what I don't know, you know, say uh, he does recover, how do you see, what kind of fight well, do you see it, go there? Uh, if Spence is allowed to fight um, again, um, I, I would I would advise him to take a uh, non-title fight first because we need to see what his reactions are going to be in the ring, considering you had a major eye, eye injury. Um, so I would like to see Earl take a fight first, uh, although it doesn't work that way in boxing anymore. Um, but that would be my advice. But him and Ugas, that would be a good fight. But uh, uh, the Cuban is so good defensively, I think Earl would have a major problem with him. Uh, I think uh, the, the speed factor would would help Spence, and I think it would be a very close fight. But uh, it's a fi- that would I would call that a 50-50 fight if those two were allowed to fight. Because... Uh, uh, hey, when Manny Pacquiao endorses the fact that he clearly lost and, and this guy has a bright future in this division, uh, I think uh, every 147-pounder, Earl Spence, Sean Porter, Terrence Crawford, and even the younger ones that are coming up, they all had better pay attention to what Manny Pacquiao had to say. Yes, yes. Now, moving on, I mean... Yes, we have to. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> these these Paul brothers, these YouTubers that enter the boxing ring, and they're they've become they become major major draws. I mean, obviously uh, Logan Paul fights uh, uh, Mayweather in an exhibition, which uh, obviously. Um, uh, you know, I saw the highlights of that fight, and it looked like he was the uh, he was the aggressor against Mayweather. Except uh, you look at uh, even though that was an exhibition fight, you should have a look at Logan Paul's face. You yeah, know. Floyd made his face uh, didn't look so good. Uh, well, I'll put it out there. Uh, I wish these Paul brothers would get the hell out of boxing. Uh, I I think it's a disgrace. I think it's horrible. Uh, these guys are just here to collect money, and that's it. And Jake Paul even gave an interview to ESPN last week and basically said, hey, I'm here to collect as many paychecks as I can, and we're going to handpick my opponents because we're going to make sure that I can beat every single one of them, and I'll, I'll collect all the money I want, and then I'll leave when I feel like it. So we're going to handpick my opponents, so I, I'm going to take the easy route. Um, okay, okay. I'm, you know, I'm, did they even have, did these guys even have an amateur career at all? None. None. So they jump right into the pros where they really don't belong. And, and Jake Paul, he, he's not fighting, he's not fighting professional boxers. He's fighting MMA fighters, you know, who, um, and, and granted, um, you know, he's, he's fighting those that have have wrestled most of their lives, like he knocks out Ben Askren. I'm, ben Askren is uh, you know an, an NCAA champion in uh, freestyle wrestling, and uh, you know, and we're talking the one FC uh, welterweight champion. Uh, he went into the UFC and did a, uh, you know, he was he was undefeated in Bellator. He was undefeated in uh, in one FC, and then he goes into the UFC and and uh, basically gets his 
gets his uh, school a lesson from the school of hard knocks in the UFC, you know, losing his UFC debut by knockout very, very quickly, then comes back and wins one. But, uh, you know, I'd, Ben Askren was very mediocre in, in the UFC. So they, he tries professional boxing against against Jake Paul. And uh, Jake, Jake Paul knocks him out. Of course, I'm not going to knock Jake Paul on his skills. He, he's obviously got some power, you know, and, and, um, but uh, let's see how good his power it really is, you know, because, I mean, obviously Ben Askren's been in the UFC and he's been punched and kicked in the face and all that, but uh, real boxers, you know, only have their hands to rely on. So that's what they get. That's what they perfect. And, uh, you know, so he, if he really wants to test his mental and uh, see, well, no, he doesn't want to test himself at all. He wants he wants to go against guys he can beat. So, and hey, I, exactly, that's bullshit. Hey, hey, he basically said, "I'm not going to fight anybody that can uh, cause me any serious issues. I'm here to collect the money." And Logan kind of feels the same way. I'm really Floyd must be broke because I, I'm really surprised that Floyd Mayweather even bothered to step in the ring with this. You know, with one of these cats. Well, you know, I mean, hats off to to Logan Paul for even taking that fight, even if it is only right. an exhibition, because he could have been hurt really, really bad. You know, right. um, I, I think uh, Mayweather just wanted to give him a taste of what real boxing is all about, and that's why right. he took the fight. You know, I've right. I, I've I've got enough money. But this kid is marketable because he's a YouTuber. But I need I need to teach him a little lesson here, and I think that's why Mayweather took that fight. Well, and, and Floyd has already said I've taken care of one log, uh, one Paul. He said I want to take care of the other. And okay, so you want to collect the money? There you go. But uh, you know, oh wait, this is Floyd Mayweather. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh shit! This is a real fighter. I better not do this. That—that's basically been his attitude, and uh, well, I think this whole exhibition stuff is, is is disgusting that they're doing. I mean, yeah, Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones, and everybody enjoyed themselves, and they had they had musical acts, uh, for, you know, in between fights and stuff like that. And Oscar De La Hoya is going to be doing the same thing in like three weeks. Yes, uh, I've uh, the, and uh, I know about I know a lot about his opponent too. And I I I, I think this I think this kind of stuff is garbage for boxing. Um, I, I oh. really want all of this stuff to go away, but unfortunately, I'm I'm in the minority, Billy, because these fights unfortunately sell. People buy them. Uh, I found out yesterday Paul got 1.3 million uh, pay-per-view buys out of this. Well, and me, as long as yeah. and as long as people are going to buy this stuff, it's not going to go anywhere, uh, regardless of how much you and I don't like it. So the opponent for Oscar De La Hoya is the phenom Vitor Belfort from Brazil. Now that's he, correct. He's a he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu under the legendary Carlson Gracie, but uh, it wasn't his jiu-jitsu that he made a statement with when he entered UFC 12 back in 1997. It was his hands, and we're talking blinding speed. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, one of the uh, 
uh, Al Stanky, who's uh, uh, he's a, he trained De La Hoya in his early days, said that uh, said that Belfort w- would be a prospect in professional boxing should he ever want to do it. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he did have one professional boxing match in Brazil, but the rest of his career was MMA. Um, you know, he did lose to the likes of Anderson Silva, Randy Couture, Tito Ortiz. But um, when B- Vitor Belfort, I mean, he, you know, they say he, he's in his 40s now because he was 19 when he entered the UFC. I, I think he's like 48, Billy. No, he's he's younger than me. Oh, okay. De La Hoya is 48. Okay, yeah. that's right. Um, so, and, uh, you know, uh Vitor is like uh, 44 now or whatever. Um, okay. He's still got the power. Uh, you know, that's power is the last thing to go. And right. And they say you're going to lose some speed, but uh, he, like I said, he was blinding fast in the in his younger days. And he may have lost some of that speed, but I guarantee you he's still got some speed. Well, I... I, I just absolutely hate these kind of fights. Uh, I'm a traditionalist, and I pay, I only buy or pay attention to actual fights that mean something. Yeah, well, and of course, Belfort's now retired from the UFC and uh, pretty much past his prime. I mean, I'm pretty sure he can... He, this is a shit show, all right, because, because uh, Fast Hands... I think that's something that uh, De La Hoya has had a problem with in the past, let alone the cocaine. Uh, yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, T- Felix Tito Trinidad, his his speed was what out, was wh- how he how he beat him, you know. He just outboxed him, and uh, there was he was so much faster beating him to the punch back in uh, the, that fight in uh, 1999. Well, and and uh, get this, uh, this really convinced me that this uh, people aren't going to take this seriously. Boxing is three minute rounds, but uh, these two negotiated only eight two minute rounds. Uh, you have two minute rounds in the female ranks, which, by the way, I'm also against. If women are going to fight, they're, gonna, they're they should fight like the men, three minute rounds. Well, De La Hoya and Beltor are only going to fight eight two-minute rounds. Okay, so this, that's, is de- this is definitely not serious. Well, not only that, but uh, if this is not an exhibition, or I mean, I mean that's that's even going to pose more of a problem for for De La Hoya because then that means shorter rounds, like means you have to turn up the aggression, and that hand speed is going to come into play. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, I, I hope De La Hoya loses, and I hope this is the last we see of him doing this kind of crap. He has trouble running his own promotion company, let alone uh, let alone uh, worrying about these kind of things. And uh, a lot of his fighters, yes, some of his fighters get very good fights, but a lot of them also get screwed over. That's why Canelo Alvarez ended up suing him to to break his contract. And now, now he can fight whoever he wants, you know. And and so Oscar's uh, not even a very good promoter these days. Oh, and let's keep in mind too, with everything I just described, if anybody has seen Vitor Belfort fight in in the UFC, this guy—I mean, you can say he's a mixed martial artist, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but 
he is a trained boxer, and and uh, he's he's not a good match for De La Hoya. Well, like I said, I, I I hope it ends badly for him, and we never see this again. I mean, like uh, he's not. This is not a Ben Askren. Uh, you know, this is not a Tyron Woodley. This guy has trained to box, and and he's got he's got unbelievable hand speed. Yeah, even at forty four years old, he's yeah, I think he's still going to have it. You know, but uh, yeah. that you know that Tyron Woodley now he's he's in his early forties. He's been a wrestler his whole life. This is who, uh, you know, and he gave he he gave Jake Paul a pretty good fight. He really did. Except he he just didn't do enough. Now, yeah, well, actually, it was scored a split decision for Paul, so yeah. one of the judges thought that uh, Woodley did enough to win. And, and now, you know, so he's calling out guys like um, like uh, the Diaz brothers, which um, I don't, I don't think that will really end well. We're talking both the Diaz brothers have granted chins, and not only that, they have a very unique style of boxing that they brought into MMA. Which is they only hit you with about maybe forty to sixty percent of their power, just pop, 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 pop you. But yeah, well, uh, keep one thing in mind: Floyd Mayweather is affiliated with Showtime. Showtime is the one that is put that put on the uh, Paul, uh, the last Paul uh, pay per view. So if he continues to want to work with Showtime, Showtime's going to say, "Hey, Floyd wants to fight you." And we're going to pay you this much to do it. So if, if if Jake is serious about collecting money, watch that be the next fight for him. It's that's if he's you know like I said though he goes back to well I'm not going to fight somebody who can beat me you know. Well, he, remember gonna, uh, if you put enough zeros in somebody's check, that'll change their mind. That is true. That is true. But you know he's not he. If he was coming in as a YouTuber and taking boxing seriously, I could have right. more. I could have more respect for him, you know. And but he comes in, he talks shit. He doesn't fight professional boxers. He doesn't even have an amateur career. And I hope that his brother Logan will say, "Hey, Jake, this is what I experienced. Do you really want to do this?" No, I mean the these are fans who are fight. They're fighting people who they can beat. They are not boxers. And granted, yeah. they got skills. Yes, they do have skills. I won't say that that they don't. Right. But, but uh, this this is just a fucking clown show, is what it is. I mean, the these guys, you know, they. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, who who. If they they really want to make a name for themselves and be taken seriously in boxing, have an exhibition with Manny Pacquiao. Have an exhibition with Earl Spence. Even if Sugar Ray Leonard was to come out of retirement, you know, and and have an exhibition with one of these idiots, I think they'd yep. it, they'd be uh, they'd get a little bit more respect. Yep. No, I, I, I as a boxing traditionalist, Billy. I know these things won't go away. I know we're going to see more of these, but I will never financially support any of them. No, no. You know, like uh, I clearly said, too, you know, back uh, three years ago, I said Conor McGregor had no business being in, in the boxing ring with Floyd Mayweather. And, uh, and the thing is, too, is Mayweather carried him. 
when you look yep. at that fight. It's he didn't if he could have he could have finished him at any time in that fight, but he carried him and gave away rounds to make it to make it look something entertaining. Oh, and people paid a hundred bucks for that. Oh, a hundred bucks for that show on pay per view. Yeah, he, and then that same year, because I was working for Cox Cable when this was happening, uh, you know, and yep. I've I've seen people's cable bills, and that that same that same month of that year too, it was uh, basically what was supposed to be one of the best uh, boxing cards in the in the history of the welterweight division. Also, it just turned into another complete shit show. Really, um, was. Uh, 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 Canelo and uh, Golovkin the the first time first time too is really kind of a shit show. That well, was actually um, over. Uh, over actually, uh, now I didn't. I, I watched both of their fights. I, I thought Golovkin had beaten Canelo the first time around. The second time around, I thought it was wrong. That's how it ended up. But uh, and you know, people are still clamoring for Canelo and uh, Golovkin to fight again. But uh, Canelo has moved on because uh, on November 6th, he's going to fight Caleb Plant for the undisputed super middleweight title. And there has never been in, in boxing history since the super middleweight division has been around, there has never been an undisputed champion. So that's what he's setting his sights on. And he said as soon as he's done with that, he's going to move up to light heavyweight and dominate that division uh, because he can't make 160 anymore, so he's either going to fight at 168 or 175. So what? I, this is what I want for for Jake Paul, and, and and not not counting Logan because Logan, even though he fought Mayweather, is still kind of a nobody. Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, Jake Paul has at least made himself a somebody by marketing himself. This is what right. I want to see because Chris Lieben has called out uh, Jake Paul and Chris Lieben has uh, left the MMA world and has been doing bare knuckle boxing which he is more tailor made for him anyway. Cuz right. I mean somebody else in the UFC who's who could do well in professional boxing if he really wanted to but he's doing even better in bare knuckle boxing. Right. Uh, put him on, put him in there with uh Chris Lieben except uh you know he hasn't answered ever since Chris Lieben called him out uh you know uh, Jake Paul has just been silent. You know, he talks shit about Conor McGregor and this and that, whatever. But he he won't answer. Um, he won't answer Chris Lieben, and I think that's because the, there's somebody that can beat him right there. Or yeah, well, uh, it goes back to the original premise of the of his interview he gave. I am not going to fight anybody that can give me any issues. Or I'm a. I would say if I if I was a promoter, I know I wouldn't like this. And I would I would offer him a shit ton of money, and uh, off and the uh, same thing with uh, Canelo and and set that match up. It'd have to be a non-title fight, but I'd tell Canelo, you hurt this guy so badly he never wants to step in the boxing ring again. Well, you know I don't know if Canelo Alvarez. I mean uh, anybody will do anything for money, but. Uh, he's on a serious quest. I don't know if he would even take the time out to even consider that. <laughs> now, if he want, I'd I'd just tell him, you know, save the honor of boxing and, and just beat the hell out of this guy. <laughs> yep. Well, who knows, Billy? But no, I'm not. I'm not for these uh, 
um, uh, celebrity ex uh, celebrity fights. I, you know, I'm a I'm a traditionalist, and I I, I wish these people would, if you're gonna fight, fight real fights against real people. Give me something worth paying for, but I'm not gonna pay for any of this garbage. I mean, obviously, I think the fight with uh, Butterbean and Bart Gunn at the WWE Brawl for All should have should prove what uh, these shit show circuses can do. Yep. Because what what have you heard from Bart Gunn ever since that fight happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, Vince Vince wanted to get rid of him, saying Butterbean was the key to do it. And uh, well, maybe Vince McMahon could take the Paul brothers off of our hands, and we don't have to worry about this garbage. Uh, <laughs> or better yet, put put him in with Butterbean. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, well, you inter- you interviewed him. I, I, you know, so you you could you could tell me you think he'd be interested in something like that at his age now. I don't know. <laughs> you never know with Butterbean. Okay. Yeah. Because Butter Butterbean just loves to fight, but uh, he's, I think he's more interested in uh, in running his restaurant now. And uh, also, yeah, I, I got to tell you this too, really quick too, is uh, Butterbean makes uh, makes makes ra- uh, shaving razors and uh, ink pens. And I bought a couple of ink pens carved out a deer antler from him. Uh, well, actually, one looks like a bolt action rifle and ha- has a. You know, it was actually made from a deer antler and uh, and a, and a bullet. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. So th- that's what Butterbean's doing now. Is he's he's selling these ink pens and they're pretty neat. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this like I I agree with you. I mean, I think some. I'm not against showmanship. I mean. How long have we had showmanship in 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 boxing? I think uh, Jack Johnson was the first to introduce it. Yeah. Oh hell, there 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 have been fighters that have put on shows, you know, but they've also taken their sport seriously. Uh, these idiots and these uh, celebrity exhibitions, uh, and I call them exhibitions. I don't even consider them real fights. Uh, to me. That's just stealing money from people, and you're not taking it seriously. But like I said, there's plenty of people out there that love to buy this stuff. I'm just not one of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, fans from the past, it uh, I don't think would be very impressive with impressed with this crap. It, nope. uh, anyway. Uh, it's time to uh, wrap up this segment because uh, I got to hit the music set to here in just a little bit. But uh, Robert, uh, I know that you're a part of another podcast, and there's a way. How can the listeners get a hold of you? Um, okay, yeah, I'm a part of a couple of different podcasts. Actually, I do the I uh, I'm not a host anymore on Ringside Reporter, but I still help them out quite a bit. So everybody, <laughs> listen to that on Sundays at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's a wonderful podcast, and I also do uh, Sports Lounge Live podcast Tuesday afternoons, 4 p.m. Eastern, and you can uh, you can follow that by uh, going to uh, Worldwide Legend, uh, oldies.com, or, or tell your uh, device to play Legend Oldies Radio from TuneIn, and we're on from 4 to 6 on Tuesdays. We cover all sports, and you can get a hold of me if you want to leave messages 
at area code 773-572-3034, and uh, I will respond to any messages that I, uh, I receive. All right, Robert. Well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, uh, you mentioned the the Ringside Reporter because that that is actually also replayed on the AOW Radio Network, and I do hear you call in quite often. Yeah. Well, and even when I'm not on the air, I actually um, text them uh, notes throughout the show if people are making mistakes or or what have you. So. Uh, I'm still a part of the show. I'm just no longer a host like I used to be. All right. Robert, you take care. All right. Catch you later. And that wraps up Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion with Ringside Robert. Always good talking to him. Time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have a rapper by the name of Burden. And if you've never heard of him before, you're going to love this song coming up. He'll be followed by Reason to Fine. Then we have The Slickers, followed by Mikey Ruckus. Now, the last time I talked to Mikey, he was a complete total dick to me, but hey, he's still got some great music that I'll still play. And I'll end the set with Shelby Z. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah. Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears. Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year. Fuck Biden, he don't love America and it's clear. What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, it's proof that he's all free. Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak. Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile. Creep, holy Fuck shit. Biden. The Taliban just took over Afghanistan days after Biden pulled the troops. He working for the riches and the Clintons. I don't get it, what's the mission? He a bishop, he won't never tell the truth. Nah, we ain't get the decision. Liberals had that shit rigged and they were switching the votes and hacking up in the Dominion. Need to take him out of the White House and throw him in prison where he belongs in a cold cell sick. Gotta call it how it is, dawg. This man is an idiot. He can't even form a sentence, dawg. This man is illiterate. We get fucked and stuck with Kamala. We get rid of him. Ugh. What the hell of a predicament? And every time I'm scrolling, see his post, it ain't nothing but trolling. America ain't fucking with this guy, that's a fact and he know it. Middle fingers up, here's the way we feel about you, Joey. Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah. Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears. Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year. Fuck Biden, he don't love America and it's clear. What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, there's proof that he's all free. Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak. Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile creep. Fuck Biden. I do not accept, I do not respect. Respect, like who would protect your whole administration? Haven't you heard? There's evidence out that you do not deserve to be president. We hate this. Could be a sleepy Joe cheater part two up in the ass like yeah. This could be a sleepy Joe cheater part two, but I'd rather say fuck by the fingers in the air. Hey, bring that ass here, boy. I ain't done with you. Replacing you with the 45th is all that we wanna do. Waving Trump one and fuck by the flags in front of you. Meaning Trump was number one and you was number two. Look at this fucking dude. Do your damn job. Fix a fucking pothole or something. What's the damn Problem. You're too busy trying to be a socialist And I don't even think these people understand how close he is What we say? Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year Fuck Biden, he don't love America and it's clear What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, there's proof that he's all free Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile creep Fuck Biden! 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 
Your professional life as an executive is spent on a corporate treadmill. Why work out on one? Channel your rage into something positive at the Queensberry Boxing Club. After all those meetings where you've restrained yourself from smashing another doofus with an MBA in the face, now you can take up the noble sport of yuppie boxing. Take out your aggression and hearken back to a simpler time when a man like you would have fought with his fists, not his legal team. It's artificial and controlled masculine posturing, just like the rest of your life. Plus, there's something invigorating and uniquely manly about giving another yuppie brain damage. Come by the Queensbury Boxing Club and find out how the fight game can bring out the ultimate player in you.
rise up, grab my bags, feet hit the sand, ain't looking bad. Trying to leave my worries all behind. Umbrella shaking in my drink, sun kissed girls lie next to me. Like the wave, she's crashing my good time. I'm hoping like to change the tiles, the sun will take her from my mind. And I'll enjoy my island paradise. Cause I'm sailing away, an island hideaway. I'll try to forget all of my regrets, and I'm doing it one drink at a time. Cork in the trees Somewhere in that ocean breeze The steel drum is calling out my name Order up another round Take your torches, dance around Close my eyes and she's right next to me Like footprints left in the sand The ocean takes them back again And now she walks the beaches of my dreams Cause I'm sailing away And I'll in Driving you to rise again 
Lafayette, Louisiana, the hub city, the heart of Cajun country, home of the Cajun Dome, the Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist, Spicy Shrimp, and Red Pill Expo 2021, November 6th and 7th at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. Can't make it to Lafayette? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news at each and every Red Pill Expo. Truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. 
At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine-square-mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug-out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Shelby D with Love You Anyway. Before that, Mikey Ruckus with Fracture Fightwear Theme. Before that, the Slickers with One Drink at a Time. Before that, Hear Me by Reason Defined. And starting off the whole set was Burden with Fuck Biden. I, 
I <laughs> I told you it's going to be something good. All right, I'll be doing this solo, but it is time for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. It's rabbit indie. It's a rat snake. Go get something else. Like what? Like, like a rope or something. There's no Sears and Roebuck here. Grab the snake. It's time now for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. And ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion, we have the brand new season, season 11 of The Walking Dead. Yes, and uh, what can we say uh, so far? It has been action-packed. That has not been disappointing. However, it seems one thing that just seems very, very repetitive in The Walking Dead anymore Ever since season three is, I mean, the first two seasons were more or less about dealing with the zombies. You know, I mean, uh, you can classify Shane as a villain and, uh, you know, I mean, but uh, it's not like the only thing is Shane was uh, all about uh, sleeping with Rick's, Rick's wife when he was believed to be dead, you know, but he wasn't the worst of the worst villains. It's just... Uh, you know, Rick, he finds out that Rick's not dead, wakes up from his coma, and his affair with Lori is over. But then, uh, yeah, he wants to kill Rick and have everything for himself, and it just didn't happen that way, and he got stabbed to death and then shot in the head by Carl. Of course, then season three, we see the governor making his debut, and, you know, uh, people were, were constantly wondering when's the the face-to-face going to happen between the governor and Rick, which did happen, and the two, you know, ended up, uh, well, Michonne ends up killing the governor in season four, but not before he damn near kills Rick. So. But th- this is the repetitive thing is, uh, you know, there's uh, different these different villains, uh, some of them, have very short uh, spans within uh, The Walking Dead, like the wolves didn't last very long. Then uh, the claimers, the claimers, they were before the wolves. After, you know, they came in after uh, the the governor pretty much destroyed the prison and uh, broke up the group. And so, you know, it was just a matter of time before Rick had to uh, face off with the claimers, which he did ripping out somebody's throat, biting, biting out his throat and uh, then uh, killing the rest of them, you know, and then of course, yeah, the wolves, I just mentioned the wolves. I mean, uh, they made a pretty violent impact, but overall they were no match for, uh, Rick and his group. Uh, once they got to Alexandria, of course, uh, Everybody was waiting on Negan to make his debut, supposed to be the the villain that rivals the governor, and uh, he and he really did, uh, you know. Of course, uh, took two seasons before we saw his fall, and now Negan is pretty much one of the good guys. You know, he's I'd say he's completely redeemed himself, and then you know, uh, different a few different villains after that. And, uh, you know, to, then, ca- then came along the Whispers, and uh, 
it took a little work getting uh, taking care of the whispers, but that was done. And here we are now. We got part of the group that's uh, over in the Commonwealth, and the other group that's out, part of the group that's out on a mission to uh, get, to stock up on supplies. But uh, they're encountering a group called the Reapers. Now, I should have said this at the beginning of the segment, but I'll go ahead and say it now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So the thing that I'm finding very, very repetitive on The Walking Dead is how it's always um, been uh, find the enemy, engage, battle over. And then there's the next one. Find the enemy, engage, battle over. And this is going on in Fear the Walking Dead, too. I mean, if at first it was uh, the man who was running the oil well, or, yeah, do, doing uh, the, the the refinery. I can't remember his name, but then uh, Virginia and uh, her her pioneers, I think they that's what they called, and the, of course, she eventually got dispatched, and then it's Teddy. Uh, yeah, uh, an old criminal named Teddy who's... Uh, Talking, always talking about this is the end on spray painting that, and everybody's wondering what's this key to, and it turns out to be a uh, a nuclear weapon. So now Teddy's out of the picture, and what happens next? Well, we got this uh, group that was picked up uh, by Rick, and I can't, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some searching here as I am talking, but uh, yeah, so. The next season of Fear of the Walking Dead is uh, going to be more about uh, about this group coming up uh, that obviously seem very very dangerous. So, um, and I I just can't I can't remember exactly who uh, what they're called. I I just know it's the helicopter with uh, three circles on it. Yes, and I will find out just a little bit more in just a second. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not finding that right away. But if you're you know uh, when uh, in Rick's very last episode when uh, you know he's believed to be dead after he shoots the the bridge. I think he shot the dynamite and, and uh, he took a lot of walkers with him. You know. So, I mean, and that group is obviously being shown in uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond. And, um, yeah. See, uh, here, we, here we go. So I'm getting where I need to be now. Of course, uh, that's, it, it's always taken me just a little bit of time. But uh, this this group they're about to encounter on Fear of the Walking Dead is obviously very very dangerous, probably the worst one. Which, but everybody thinks uh, you know, like Virginia thought she'd be a match for this group and and wants complete answers. Okay, so it's called the CRM, Civic Republic Military. So that's who we're going to see next. Should, okay, so maybe it's it'll be interesting, but uh, like I said, this is getting a little old of uh, 
engaging the enemy all the time, constantly. <laughs> you know, just one thing after another, and it's it's not it's making it interesting at but at the same time it's not it's just it's being very repetitive and that's what uh, we have with the reapers coming up yes now uh, the reapers seem to be pr pretty scary but uh, so did the whisperers i mean the saviors i'd have to say were the most organized, which makes Negan the deadliest enemy. But, uh, you know, like I said, you know, Negan spent some time in jail, a lot of time in jail. And uh, now Maggie has returned, and from what I understand, the Reapers pretty much destroyed everything uh, that she had built with this character who looks like Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Georgie. <laughs> but... Um, and Maggie is coming back more cold-blooded. Now, say what you want, because Negan was pretty cold-blooded when he killed Glenn off. Because he, he killed Glenn in very, very brutal, brutal fashion. We cannot deny that. Um, but uh, this is a survival of the fittest world, you know, I mean... I guess it's still not taken, uh, Maggie doesn't have it through her head that uh, her and Rick and all of them snuck into one of the outposts in season uh, six and just slaughtered a bunch of saviors. They only heard one side of the story at the hilltop and just uh, went into this outpost and just started killing people stabbing them, killing them in their sleep, and just, as Negan put it, just totally wasted them. So, you know, obviously he's out for some justice of his own, and yeah, Abraham and Glenn had to pay the price for that. So, you know, I guess uh, they, they should be on even ground right there. Because the saviors weren't all a bunch of uh, militant assholes, even though uh, quite a few of them seem to be. But, uh, you know, um, the way Maggie's, uh, what she's doing, the way uh, it's kind of fucked up that Negan wouldn't help her and lend her a hand. And then, of course, uh, Gage, um, well, first off, Negan makes his little speech saying, you know, if Maggie's going to kill him, uh, she she should just go ahead and do it and, uh, quit, you know, quit trying to set it set it up because uh, that's how he really felt. And, uh, you know, but here we are, at, and, uh, you know, ne Negan's, Negan's not a leader of the saviors anymore. He's not really a threat anymore, and... It, she needs to plan things out a little bit better because uh, going into this old subway and it's obviously full of walkers. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> and, and, and not really having a clear-cut plan to begin with. Negan notices that uh, there's other clear and present dangers like flooding going on, but 
she doesn't want to seem to listen to him and keep on doing her own thing. And uh, obviously, Gage, he agrees, and so, so does the other guy. And uh, they take off. And uh, but Cage, uh, he do doubles back, and uh, he's trapped in the other car. Now this this is how fucked up this is. Uh, they didn't think to break the window to save him, and they just leave him there to get uh, torn apart by walkers. And I'm like, holy fuck! Wow. <laughs> I mean, Maggie has become a bitch. Plain and simple. Maggie is becoming a very unlikable character. I mean, I mean Stephen has already said, you know, because he was supposed to join me for this segment, but he could not. He said Maggie has just become a cunt. And I, as much as I, I fucking hate that word, but uh, it's kind of where she's standing right now. And, of course, I'm reading the comments and, and whatnot on Facebook about her, and uh, she's becoming a very unliked character, just as, just as she did uh, in the very last edition of the comics. Uh, she basically, you know, just became an old bitch, and, you know, Herschel, by that time, baby Herschel, little Herschel, has grown up and... Uh, Walkers are a rare thing, and he wants to make a circus out of the walkers, and uh, he's kind of forgotten how dangerous they were. So, you know, Carl does the job and kills him off. Of course, Carl's killed off in the, in the series, but, uh, you, you know, and, yeah, he, he survives to the very end in the comics. Of course, it's Rick who gets killed off by... Uh, by by a kid who's uh, the son of the leader of the Commonwealth. Now that's the other part we got to get to is the Commonwealth. Um, you know, it's, this is another thing with the uh, with the Walking Dead. Obviously, we've already said survival of the fittest, and you got to be very very leery because uh, living people are are definitely can pose more of a threat than the than the dead than the zombies. So there's a total, uh, complete uh, process if you're going to enter the Commonwealth, and there's a, a reprocessing processing, uh, system, apparently. That doesn't sound good, but, uh, you know, the way they question them and all that, I mean, they just have, they can't do it without acting like complete assholes. They can't do it. They, they got to be total fucking pricks. I I guess, um, you know, I mean, hold them in a holding cell. I can understand that, but uh, does it make the show interesting, more interesting if uh, they, they're they being complete, total pricks? I, I, I don't know. Why do they have to keep on repeating this cycle? But overall, we're, uh, according to the comics now, the, the Commonwealth is a community of at least 10,000 people. So it is a huge community. And of course, uh, you know, following the comics parallel to the TV series, in the, in the comics, they really didn't go through this long process. 
you know, they did get held at gunpoint and it t- took a little doing to get in. But, um, you know, and by the way, uh, Eugene's uh, virgin speech to uh, the new character uh, there, um, and now I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Um, but uh, this this brand new character in the Commonwealth, uh, a huge guy by the, well, I'll find out in just a moment here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a huge black guy who's, uh, he's like one of the head guards of the Commonwealth. And like I said, the, the name completely, completely slipped my mind. Which yeah, that uh, thing's been happening to me like that. And I've, uh, it's happened to me while I was talking to Dan uh, earlier. But, oh yeah, Mercer is his name. So they're an advanced, uh, the, probably the most advanced uh, community we're seeing uh, in the Walking Dead universe in a very, very long time. Uh, ever since. You know, basically after after the war with the saviors, that's when we really started to see things uh, come apart as far as technology goes. No, um, no they were done driving cars except for maybe uh, Daryl's motorcycle. You know, everybody's gone to horses, going to the old ways. But uh, the Commonwealth is pretty much, um, I, I haven't seen anybody driving a car there yet, but... Uh, we have seen that uh, they they are a more ad- advanced community, and the fact that they're still using the U.S. dollar, which I don't understand why, because that would be completely useless by now. I mean, by the beginning of this uh, whole epidemic, the U.S. dollar would be completely, completely useless, but they somehow managed to use it. They've obviously, you know, Alexandria is running out of food, and this is a community that seems to be plentiful. So, yeah, the, what's to come with the Commonwealth should be interesting because they seemed a bit spooky at first, those stormtrooper outfits. But uh, it's it's going to be interesting going forward there. And I, I'm not I'm not going to make any predictions of what's going to happen next or who's going to die next. Just watch and see because this is the final season of The Walking Dead. And there's supposed to be like, uh, I think, 22 episodes. Where in the past we've had uh, right around 16, of course. Then last, uh, the last season they've added on more uh, because they just had to, after they had to uh, postpone everything due to COVID, had to postpone a lot of production. But uh, yeah, we're going to, I think, uh, well, I I'll make one prediction, even though I said I wasn't going to make any predictions. Uh, I think uh, pretty we're going to see short work of the Reapers, as dangerous as they may seem. And uh, then um, there may be uh, uh, frenemies uh, among the Commonwealth and Alexandria. But I think, uh, you know, because according to the comics, uh, Eugene uh, fixed up the railroad system, so... There was more uh, traveling and uh, trading between uh, the Commonwealth and the uh, and Alexandria, and of course the uh, hilltop got rebuilt. So, anyway, 
that's enough on that. So I have rambled on long enough. It is definitely time to put an end to this show. Coming up next week is yet to be determined. As for now, I'm going to end the show with uh, Abrupt Edge, and it happens to be actually my cousin, Cliff Miller. You heard him on the show before. But uh, I'm going to play one of his old songs with his old band, Abrupt Edge. This is called Mr. Happy. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. you're in a band or maybe you run a radio show or podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel look no further than fresh baked teas 
t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator, that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. The High Ion Bio-Key Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E T R U Z O O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy, the one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. 
Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch. Writing another song About Waylon, Willie, David, Allen, Cole You can't go wrong There's such great outlaw boys just like me Man, can't you see George Jones Can't go wrong 